and you know I just tell her stories and she fell in love. She she had no she had no option. You know it was, <laughs> it, it, it was destiny. You know be able to help them get to where they need to be to help train them, help coach them, help mentor them, help just be there to let them know, hey, we accept and love you no matter what. There ain't nothing gonna change. Take it one day at a time, I guess, and just try to, you know, just have fun. Find people I can celebrate life with. I, I think that's my new goal right now, so. Hello, and welcome to the Small World Podcast, the podcast where you are the topic of discussion. I'm your host, Chris Long. I'm Austin Newborn. James Flowers. And with us this week, we have... Frank Johnson the third. The third. The, third. <laughs> the yeah. only man I've ever known without a middle name. That is true. Yeah, no middle name. <laughs> no middle name. Yeah. I, I had no control over it, so. Just the third? So Just the third, yep. Did yeah. they take I'm your middle name? Took, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody his, took mine. His last name's his middle name, and the third is his last name. So, yeah. Just call me Trey. That's pretty cool. Trey. <laughs> yeah, just call me Trey. <laughs> so, Frank, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's not a problem. You told us to call him Trey. Yeah. So, Frank, thanks for joining <laughs> us today. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, it's not a problem at all. You know, I was a little nervous at first because I didn't know what to expect. I thought y'all were going to open up with a song, like, you know, like singing oh, and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. There is a song for all of our listeners, but yeah. it's not live. Which um, I'm changing it, by the way. Oh, really? Yes, wow. the intro music's changing. Oh, new season, new season music. two. Yeah, by the way, it is season two, if y'all don't know. Do we so. want to address any housekeeping things for season two real quick? We probably do. Uh, that's probably important. Um like we do need to address an elephant in the room. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty hey, large. James is a host now. Yeah, James. Hello. Hi. You remember last episode when we made the joke that James was replacing Nate? Well, uh, that turned out to be a manifestation in the reality. <laughs> yes, it did. So, James, how's it feel to be the new host of the Small World Podcast? It feels a little bit different. I mean, I'm happy for the job, and uh, yeah, can't wait to see where it goes from here. I never said you were hired, but okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> we harbor no resentment towards Nate, but he had to step away for personal reasons. Yes. He's still hosting Small Talk with Ronald Taylor. Yes. Still a member of Small World Media. Yes. So good luck to them. Yes. I, well, yeah, because I still edit it for him. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good luck to me, too, because I have Good to luck it. to you, too. Yep. <laughs> so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start of season two. How does it feel yeah. to be the first guest on season two, Frank? Well, I don't know. Like, I guess the title explains it all. It's a small world, especially for you guys choosing someone like me. I never would have guessed I would have been on a podcast. I'm actually pretty nervous. (laughs) And I've talked in front of a ton of people, but this is kind of a little, it's a little different. A little different. It's a little different. Yeah, just something about a microphone being right up. Yeah, it's it's there. Like, I'm I'm smelling it. I'm smelling the metal. (laughs) So... Whatever yeah. you say is recorded for all of human history. I know, yes. I know, I know. Um, all four million listeners. So, uh, all four listeners, but yeah. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> four million, bro. Yeah. We're getting there, we're getting there. So did y'all interview James? Yep. Yeah. James was episode two of the Small World yeah. Podcast. And then he and became then a host. At the end of season one, he guest hosted the last three episodes okay. because we did a series where the three hosts were the guests. Yeah. yeah. So he guest hosted in each host's place. Okay, I'm going to just go ahead and let y'all know that's not happening. <laughs> so it ain't no manifestation, nothing like that. Nah. <laughs> no question mark? Uh, <laughs> don't even do it. I mean, how many how many 
guests have actually become hosts in other shows we do. J- so just James. Ronald outside of James, no, right? Jack. Oh, Jack. Jack. Well, Jack does his own thing. Wait, Jack. yeah. Jack does a show with us. Jack's really? his heir, not yeah. the oh, not Jack yes. from episode okay. three. Jack no, from no. episode eight and nine. Oh, no. Turkish Jack, not Chinese Jack. Oh, I mean it's true. All right, well let's go ahead and let's get started. Yeah. So Frank, glad to have you here. Like I said, you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from, what life was like early growing on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm from Newport News, Virginia. They call it bad news, and I guess uh they do. It's it's tough. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know. I guess I can sum it up in you know kind of a. A theme I try to follow, you know, the theme is just don't die until you're dead, you know. Um, sounds kind of weird at first, but the more you think about it, or at least the way I look at it, is, you know, I just try not to lose myself um, before my time's up. I just try mm-hmm. to enjoy every moment and try to just branch out and be the best possible version of myself I can. So, um, but yeah, I'm from Newport News. Um, grew up pretty much doing whatever I wanted because um, I come from a single family. Uh, single parent household you know and so you know nights were just mine so I would go out sometimes and you know that kind of stuff so I mean that's just how how it was somehow I made it did you have any siblings or anything or are you an only child yeah I have an older sister but you know come from a family that's kind of you know been through some things so Mm. um but yeah so I have have an older sister 10 years older almost a twin almost a twin so just imagine (laughs) me with a wig on and then you're like "Ah." with the beard and everything and with the beard yeah (laughs) (laughs) she might have a bit no I'm just kidding don't quote me on that don't quote me on that yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) not not on the record right (laughs) not on the the internet forever (laughs) yeah 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 so um but yeah I mean you know I don't know just Taking one day at a time, I guess, and just try to, you know, just have fun. Find people I can celebrate life with. I, I think that's my new goal right now. So, nice. yeah. What was school like growing up? School? Yeah, were like, you like a good student? No. No. <laughs> that was a pretty good cool no, answer. No, that was a no, 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 no. Well, I'm a teacher now, and so. Yeah, that's why I was kind of curious about that. <laughs> so, uh, experience in the teacher world. You, you want the students to just push themselves. Mm-hmm. And so in those terms, no, I was not a good student because I didn't push myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm confident in saying that if I put my mind to it, I could achieve, you know, um, the grades and, you know, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I drew in class, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I drew people <laughs> while they were looking and paying attention. I would draw them, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah. So no. <laughs> That's something else <laughs> I, I wanted to get into is your art career. Yeah. So did that start from a young age as well? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it's just a way. I think it starts with all of us, really, uh, a way to express ourselves. And then you know, as we grow up, we find other um, avenues. You know, music, uh, writing. Um, you know, different artistic uh, avenues. But yeah, it started. I just you know draw drew. You know, I guess it started when the teacher gave us our textbooks. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody knows what those are anymore. Yeah. And then uh, we would put, uh, I don't know if y'all remember this. I'm kind of old. I feel feel like uh, we would put uh, uh, paper over the top of the textbooks to protect them so that they yeah. can go to the next, you know, the next, you know, for the next year. And the, yeah. 
And then she would, you know, one teacher told us we could decorate them, we could customize them. And right once she said that, I said, oh, yeah, this next one's going to be the hottest, you know. And so I would just, that's my thing, you know. And so I would just go from there. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know if I call it an art career, but it's, it's it's a hobby. It's a career at this point. I don't know if it's a career. It's a hobby. Do you make money off of it? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a career is something like it's it's like the the primary source, you know. It's like a side hustle right now. Yeah, I mean, so, it is a side hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you enjoy it a lot. Right? It's more of a hobby. It's more of a lifestyle. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The okay. the listeners won't be able to see it, but the logo on his T-shirt right now, he drew <laughs> in like an hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so only one hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, He's I'm insane. Good. He's so good. I don't know if I say it. <laughs> I just like to create. I like to create from scratch. I like to build. I like to mold um, on paper, mm. you know, so I like to mold, you know, just bend it to my will, you know, kind of deal. I know that sounds kind of what egotistical but it's <laughs> no. it's not like you know i just not like to create yeah. and get it to where the you know especially the client if somebody's paying me get it to where yeah. the client wants it you know because it's not mine it's theirs you know i just try to let their dreams come true yeah do what i can see so anyway yeah do you have a favorite piece of art that you've done i have a couple i have a couple i've uh i'm a all right i'll, I'll start by saying i'm a competitive person i like to mm. be competitive i like to take yeah rain over things i like to be really good at stuff that doesn't matter you know and that's kind of how it was growing up in you know growing up in school going to college um i did the rubik's cube you know kind of deal i learned how to do that but that wasn't really gonna get me anywhere i whittled a sword out of wood yeah it was like yeah you know it doesn't really matter but when it comes to art like um i like to try to expand my dreams you know Mm -hmm. it might kind of start sounding kind of weird but it's not like uh i like the like different things that happen in my dreams you know i like camera angles to change those kind of things but anyway one of my favorite pieces of i seen it in my dream so Mm. i seen it on a a projection screen and so i try to remember it i told myself remember remember because when you wake up you could probably draw it so that's you know that might be one of them um it's just a a little kid reaching out up at a uh a giant uh abstract diamond something that's valuable in the sky reaching out to that and i mean you could throw a lot of different themes to it you know reaching for your dreams that kind of stuff but i didn't put anything to it i just i guess i would say that's my one of them you know so so what is your favorite style of art i mean i see that there's a certain style you have on that shirt but like is there like a another style or do you have your own style it's tough that you ask that because I'm still trying to find the style. You know, <laughs> typically they'll say the style is what you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. what you enjoy, what you always come back to, what your what your you know your habits. Yeah. But I like to do different. So if I draw, for instance, if I draw realistic a couple of times, I'll stop and then I'll start drawing cartoonish or uh, new schoolish or that kind of stuff. I'll black and white. I just I don't know where it's going. Yeah. You know, I don't have a niche. I don't have a style as to say, but other people have seen it and say, oh, that's your style. I don't know what they're saying. I don't see it. I don't know what they're talking about. You know, I'm almost like, what are you talking about? And they're like, stop it. You know, like, you know, and so um, I don't know. I kind of like uh, the boxy, edgy, uh, uh, saturated, almost like the tat- the new school tattoo style. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm drawn to that, but I try to just be versatile. Okay. Jack of all trades, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. always been 
explorative with your art? Was there an early style that you kind of leaned towards? Hmm. Um, early style, I mean, drawing little stick figure wars, <laughs> you know, in class, yeah. like airplanes and stuff, I guess. I don't know. Like, no, I mean, uh, you know, if I see something, if I see somebody and I see their art style I like, but I try not to copy, I try to just create and use that to inspire uh, Joe, Joe Mad, he's a comic book artist. Uh, he's also a video game um, artist. Uh, he's done a lot of great things. Uh, but Battle Chasers, I look at that and I just, you know, I get excited because the way he draws the hands, the way he draws the eyes, yeah. it's a bridge between anime and uh, American art. You know, he bridge, he he made it he made it hybrid. You know, mm-hmm. so but yeah, I don't nah, nah, nah. I just I just draw him along for the ride. You know, I'm trying to yeah. fall in love with the process is what it is. There you go. Yep. So you said you don't really have a certain style, but you do have a iconic art piece, and it's the monkey foot, right? <laughs> nah, that was just a that was just a dream. That was a hope that I can make some extra money, <laughs> some some quick money on the NFT world in the NFT world. So you want to talk about NFTs for a little bit? We can, but I don't know that much about it. I just I create and hope they sell, you know. I mean, how? What's your experience as an NFT artist been like? Um, I think well, as an NFT artist, I think it's just like any art form. Um, and I think it's something that's dealing with just in in society in general. Uh, at one point in in a, um, in our history, we had craftsmen, mm-hmm. and you can see it throughout almost any industry, not just art. You could through, see it with houses. Old houses are crafted well. Mm-hmm. You can see it with cars. Cars are crafted well. Like back in the day, the steel cars, the engines, those kind of things. Yeah. Not saying that they're not crafted well nowadays, but when you get into like the fiberglass and the plastic, you're like, oh man, it's just not as durable, but it's safer. You know, it you know it has its things. But in art, it's the same way. And I think NFTs are kind of like that. Um, you have the side that, is about streamlining the process, almost like a factory trying to pump them out and flood the market and, and you know, get your 10000 out and sell them for a dollar so you can get your $10,000 or your 100000 if you sell them for ten, and then you have your craftsmen, you know, and I think the craftsmen are going to be the ones that after everything's said and done are still going to stay, you know, stand there through the smoke kind of deal because they know how to do it. Same yeah. thing, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. Same thing with the uh, comic book artists. You have comic book artists who know how to craft and build while they're sitting there. I've seen them before. Mateo, or I forgot his last name, but I've seen them just craft with some ink wash, crafting. And then you'll turn the corner at a comic con. At the comic con, you turn the corner and you'll see another one who just has a whole bunch of prints, and you can see the difference in the prints because you can see the poses that that are referenced from iconic poses mm. and you can see that the line works aren't necessarily the same and there's no consistency throughout that not to try to throw anybody under the bush but it's just two different paths which we can see throughout almost any industry so yeah um and i think that's kind of how the nfts are going I, and i like to be a craftsman in NFTs. so yeah that's honestly the best way i've heard it described to be honest because mm-hmm. a lot of times that i i've heard like both sides i've heard oh it's an art and that's it like mm-hmm. period and then I've also heard, uh, it's a good way just to go on Microsoft Paint and make something, and then you just submit it and make money. And I mean, I've heard like both different things, but I've never had a real explanation for what it actually is. And I think you um, kind of hit the nail on the head, to be honest with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, NFTs are actually pretty cool because you can, uh, 
when you mint something is is minted on the blockchain so it's is given an id number basically and given a, a signature and so to be honest i really just used nfts to to basically copyright my art yeah. so that you know if mm. i did something one day and somebody you know took it i could say well i had it first and the proof was the nft yeah and i can yeah. go back into that nft and it could tell me you know it'll say when it was nice. minted and that kind of stuff that's why i got that's into smart. it that is smart you know to me it was just a simple easy inexpensive way to copyright my art you know maybe. so maybe we should do that with our stuff uh, <laughs> yeah with the podcast NFT yeah podcast. Do that at least with our logo and yeah. Yeah. every single frame on every YouTube, frame. every single frame is copyrighted <laughs> because Holy each cow. frame is in. <laughs> now NFT. we already own the rights to it on YouTube, so we're good there. Yeah, <laughs> but NFTs are good. Like I'm excited for NFTs. Like you could do anything. It's not just art. It's music. It's uh yeah. It's it's everything. I think it's gonna be big in video games because I mean, just think about our auction house, and yeah. then you can uh, you can buy and you can buy items that you can't you can no longer achieve in a game, and mm-hmm. you achieve those items in the past, but yeah. you can now buy and sell those items. I think it'd be big deal. That's just my I, yeah. like. I would like to see that because I always like auction houses and video games. Yeah. Frank is a Team. huge idea guy. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's what I do. There you go. <laughs> to be honest, that kind of reminds me of like the Steam Store. I mm-hmm. don't know if you're familiar with that, but um, basically the Steam Store, you can get different achievements that people have unlocked. If they don't want them anymore, you mm-hmm. can sell it on Steam for like a few cent. There's this one YouTuber where he went in and bought the Holy Grail of them. Because there's a limited number, but very cheap. So he bought all the pickle stickers. And he turned around and resold them for five times what they were worth. Wow. So he adjusted the market since he owned them all. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And just imagine if they're NFTs, because yeah. then they're minted and they're, they can't be copied. I mean, yeah. they can, but you know, you can authenticate it. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. We've kind of touched on art for a second. I want to kick it back. Can you tell us a little bit about your college experience? College experience. I went to a Bible college. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did one other person on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. So it was tough. <laughs> it was tough, you know, not allowed to see R-rated movies, you know, <laughs> that kind of tough. But no, 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 for real. It was actually, it was a good experience. As um, Most people say when they come out of that, out of Bible college, you're stuck in, you know, you were living in a bubble for four years. Mm. Um, almost like it's a negative thing, but I like to, you know, think of it as a positive thing because, you know, um, whenever you're trying to do something positive in your life, it's hard, it's difficult. And yeah. so you need to create a habit. And, you know, they say, typically they say it takes about 40 days to create that habit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but you're going in a, you know, a Bible college for four years and you're kind of just experiencing, you know, you're not really experiencing too much negativity outside of that. But there's still negativity there, but you're not experiencing too much of it. Yeah. Almost like it, you're kind of sheltered. I think it was good for me because I was not sheltered from the world growing up. Mm. And so it kind of grounded me um, yeah. spiritually, but also morally. Mm. It kind of grounded me, you know. Um, for others, it might have a different effect, you know. And so you know i can't really dismiss how they experienced it just because i experienced it different but um it was a it was an experience i experienced you know i learned a lot about who i was i learned a lot about how to treat people you know um did i always treat people right nah, but you know at least <laughs> i learned that you know there's a good there's a right way to apologize and own up to that kind of stuff and so 
if you're listening and you went to college with me, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I apologize. Did you have <laughs> a favorite class or anything you took while you were um, I had a favorite professor, uh, a couple of them. Miss um, Guthrie, she was one of them. She was real cool. She made college seem not like school. Mm. You know, um, she, she's a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm sorry. Probably the only one I like in the world, you know, <laughs> or one of one of two, maybe. Uh, you know, he's gonna. By the way, to by the way, I'm a Washington fan. Well, she is. She is. If she does, that's that's real cool because she really changed the the path of my life. And there's a handful of people in my life that have done that, but uh, mm. she just made it. She made it real. She talked to me for real. You know, at Bible class, she just talked to me for real, and I like real authentic. You know, I like um, authentic people. Um, and I remember one time, you know, I said something about Dallas and the next thing you know, next thing I know, I was just looking up from the ground cause she had tackled me, you know, but it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, she didn't like, she didn't like spirit, you know, like she didn't yeah. like take me out. Like I just didn't, she blindsided me. <laughs> like, I didn't see it coming, but you she kind of just knocked me woman. over. Yeah. But it was cool because at that moment I said, you know what? Like, this is a real, this isn't a teacher, teacher. Like mm -hmm. growing up, you're just thinking teachers are like, authority, yeah. but this is like, this is a person. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's really cool, you know, and she That's really cool. helped me understand how to study. Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't know that I drew in class, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so like, she was cool. And then I had another professor counselors. He was pretty cool because, uh, um, one thing I always remember is the definition of love that he gave to gave us. Um, Love has many definitions, but the one he gave us was that uh, love is living because of and for the other person. Mm. And when he gave that one, after I let it marinate, I think that's probably my my, my go-to definition for the definition of the word love, living yeah. because of and for the other person. So mm. those two really stick out. Those two professors really stick out to me. So, nice. cool. yeah. You played yeah. basketball while you were in college too, right? I, I, well, we got blasted, but yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, so we would go play. I mean, we go play better schools and you know better schools for money, <laughs> and so we would just get blasted hundred points to like twenty, thirty. So, I mean, it's just you have fun. Yeah, always. I mean, <laughs> I love I loved basketball in college. I didn't mm -hmm. play in high school and I didn't mm -hmm. play in middle school. But when I got to college, that's pretty much the only thing you could do on, Bible, uh, you know, on a Bible college campus. Uh, that's the only thing we could have done. So so I just played basketball five hours every night. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So it just turned into something that's fun to do. And it's good people. Met a lot of good people. Had a lot of good experience on the court. You know, learned a lot of things about sports. It's good. Yeah. So, do you still play basketball time to time? Or? Uh, I mean, I'm now nah, I'm old. <laughs> my, my body's old. <laughs> I, I would, but uh, it, I think that was my favorite form of exercise because mm -hmm. it's just competitive nature. You're having mm -hmm. fun. You're playing with people you like. At, at times, you know, <laughs> you like yeah. them at times on the court. But yeah, um, I wasn't really good. You know, I just passed it. Just pass it I just try to pass it and play defense. That was my that was my goal. Play defense and pass the ball. Yep. Big Rajon Rondo guy. Over here. I, I guess so. Ben Wallace was my favorite growing ben up. Ben Wallace. Because he had the fro and yep. him and Dennis Rodman. Because Dennis Rodman was <laughs> not so much the off off the court stuff, but the yeah. defense. The yeah. defense was what I was. You know, uh, you know, Ron Artest. I like defense. I yeah. like I like to mess you up. I don't like you to feel comfortable. <laughs> you know, you know. Put a little elbow in your rib, a little bit. Do you bit. have any highlights from your playing career? Negative. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Because if my friend, if my boys are listening to this, they're gonna, you know, they might comment or something like that. But um, 
All right, so we were playing in school one time, and uh, and uh, one of one of our teammates got dunked on. Now I can't dunk. I'm just gonna let you know I can't dunk. I I can touch the rim. I just can't dunk. I can barely touch the rim, but I can't dunk. But anyway, he got dunked on, and I'm very competitive. I got angry about it. Like, I got real upset. Right. So I um, so I said, all right, well, I'm gonna dunk on them. Can't dunk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dunk on them. Right. And so I got the ball. I said, "Next fast break, I'm gonna dunk on him." We're in the state. We're in this, this on this in this court, you know, like in this auditorium, you know, not auditorium, but we're in, on the court, crowd, everything, and we're we're not at home. And so I, fast break came, you know, and I I left, you know, because I'm fast. I was fast in college. I left. They passed me the ball, and so I said, "All right, I'm gonna dunk." And if I can't dunk, I'm gonna just finger roll it. I'm adjusting there, finger rolling in there. <laughs> and so I take the biggest hop step I could possibly take because I know that's. That's where it comes from, the abs, you know. I try to study ducking, but I just I don't train. So I, it's, it's not necessarily in the mind, it's in the body. So I take this big, you know, hop step, and I, as, as hard as I can, ball slips out of my hand, go to the ceiling. <laughs> whole gym, whole gym is just busting out laughing, even my teammates, who I'm trying to protect, how I'm trying to get their name back, you know, laughing at me. So I think that would be a highlight. That's great. I love that. <laughs> That'd be a highlight, yeah. At least you tried. I mean, hey. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nah, at least nothing. Nah. Your heart you, was you, in the right place. You know how they say you miss a hundred percent, hundred percent of the shots. You, yeah, I missed that one, and I would miss it a hundred percent of the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> you That's know, great. whatever the saying is. Yeah, yeah. you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should not have taken that shot. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just laid it up. <laughs> oh so, man. Yeah. So, did you meet your wife while you were in college as well? Um, not in college. Not, mm-hmm. like, during the college years, yes, but not in college. Gotcha. Um, there's, you know, I don't know if there's that saying when, you know, in your college, but they mm-hmm. called it, not Bible college, but... Bridal college. Bridal yeah. college, yeah. yeah. So everybody's getting married. Everybody's getting married. But uh, I actually met my wife in Okinawa, Japan. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing y'all want to know more about yeah, that. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, just a little right. bit of that. Okay, yeah. There. All right, so I got you. All right, so my mom works for um, the military as a civil servant, and uh, my wife's parents worked um, for the Air Force. Um, her dad worked as a, a physician for the Air Force, but then retired and stayed in Okinawa, and my mom had ja- had transferred over there. So I would visit my mom over the summers, and I would get an internship working with youth sports, which is basically working with kids over the summertime, uh, building and designing camps. Um, So the first year I worked with her sister, and um, usually when you meet somebody that's kind of like you, you know, like two Rams, and so that's kind of how it was the whole summer, you know. And so uh, one day uh, uh, my wife came in, my you know, my wife came in and, you know, I nudge your sister, you know, and I annoy her. That's why she don't like me. I'm annoying, you know? and you know, I just tell her stories, and she fell in love. She she had no she had no option, you know. It was, <laughs> it, it, it was destiny, you know. It's destiny. There's nothing she can do, you know. Um, and then so you know, I met her. And, uh, we we you know, we we you know, the relationship grew, and then we got married. But the funny thing is, is uh, her sister begged her her dad, do not let. <laughs> her married me <laughs> and so we got married and I said hey, 
guess who won now? <laughs> guess who won now? But we're good now. We're good nowadays. It took us time, I was about but no, nah, we're good nowadays. We're good. We are when we play fantasy because well, oh we play fantasy goodness. together. We play fantasy, and so I'm a you know I always try to annoy her, and she's a Saints <laughs> fan. So her whole oh. my wife's family is all Saints fan. Shout out to them. And so um yeah, <laughs> that's people. that's their only flaw, you know. So no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. um, but uh, yeah, I just annoy her as much as I can. That's yeah, awesome. I hope she listens to this too because there's one year the Saints were gonna uh, win the Super Bowl, but they lost to the Vikings. They were gonna go to the Super Don't Bowl, talk they about lost, that. but they lost. No, it was the year they missed a kick, a field goal. Uh, yeah. Whatever that year was, 2019. Whatever that year was, she was like, they're going to the Super Bowl, and she was like, I prayed about it. They're going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> <I prayed about>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. That's not how it works. And so that I just, I just, you know, I, I, I mess with them. You know, I mess with them. Starts fasting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that why we have I mess with it? Yeah, I mess with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I do some, I do some crazy things and mess with them about the Saints. So I'm big on superstition. I don't know why, but I am. <laughs> When it comes to football only, not oh, like walking way. under a ladder or seeing a black cat. I don't care about that. It's just football. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll put it this way. I believe that General Sherman cursed the state of Georgia and will let any, wouldn't let any of my teams win. Yeah. But <laughs> I got the Atlanta Braves and um, Georgia won last year. So yeah, Georgia's so, the best yeah. team in college football this year. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I won't expound upon it anymore, but I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. believe that for the <laughs> longest time, especially after 2016 and 2018. Yeah. I don't so. know why. It's just, it's just with, it's just with my teams. Like it's just with sports. And so I let it branch out a little bit to the saints. Yeah. And so I mess with them a little bit. So uh, my father-in-law will buy saint stuff. Yeah. And, uh, for for their for her for their kids you know mm-hmm. basically you know my wife and uh i don't like that kind of stuff in my house you know like i don't like i don't <laughs> like other teams team. and i don't like it, other teams in, in my house kind of deal so i like you know i found a shirt one time and i said no wonder no wonder we lost that game the shirt's in here so I, you know i took the shirt i put it in a box and i buried it out back <laughs> And I took a video of it. I buried it out back in the dirt. Like I dug a hole and I buried it, took a video. I sent it to I sent it to them right before the Saints play that game. And that was the game Drew Brees broke his hand. Oh wow. It's your boy. fault. That was the game Drew Brees. No, it's not. I'm not saying it's my <laughs> no, fault. It's your fault. Maybe I just had intuition something was gonna happen, and that's why I buried it. But I'm saying, like, I sent it to them. I said, Yeah, let's see how they let's see how the Saints do now. And then he broke his head. I felt bad. Like I was like, bro, that dude broke his head. I was like, cause I buried a shirt. You know, to like this day, my favorite game that I've ever watched was in 2017 when the Saints played the Redskins. Ironically. Yeah. Okay, all right. The, <laughs> the rigged one. You talking about where where they they allow Breeze to break those records in the first half? You talking about that no, one? I'm talking about when oh, okay. they came back 24 points oh, in the yeah. fourth quarter. To that's because that cause was we, crazy. That's because we couldn't close. That's because Manti Teo <laughs> made a game winning tackle. That's because that we were crazy. that's because we were up and we didn't want to run the ball. We want to throw it. Yeah, the <laughs> fastest way to turn the ball over. So yep. yeah, yeah, I do stuff like that. When I go visit the in laws, I'll draw some or I'll leave something Washington in the house somewhere where they can't <laughs> find it. <laughs> And then Just I tell cursing them. the household. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's blessing them. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so how do you feel about Carson Wentz being your team starting quarterback? I, I actually like it. I actually Ooh, like Wentz. What? I actually like Wentz. Yeah, I like Wentz. Um, I mean, he looked good. He looked good. I mean, even though he threw the three picks, he looked good. Um, I don't know. I like it. I like it. But I like it. I like it because it allows us to to groom another quarterback. Mm. And I think he's I think he's good enough to to win and to allow us to groom another quarterback. Now I hope they don't put Sam Howell from UNC. I hope they don't bring him in. I hope they let him <laughs> sit for a year or two. But 
Yeah. I know they're probably going to do it. It's going to break my heart. Oh, man. Yep. So, I don't know. But, yes, I like Wentz. Any product of UNC doesn't belong on a football field. I'll just say that real Sam quick. does. Sam's gonna make a difference wow. if he stays for at least a year. I would say too, he's gonna be he's gonna be legit. We'll see. Yep. Watch, watch. So while we're on the topic of football, I need y'all to just bear with me in the toxicity that is the White Dragon Fantasy Football League. Oh and Frank boy. feeds all of the toxicity. I do. I stir the pot. I try not to be the pot stir, but that's just my that's just how I'm wired. He vetoed a good trade for me ahead of week one just because Jeremy's in his conference. Yeah, he's in my division. I don't want him getting that's stronger. That's terrible. I don't want him getting stronger. I want him to. That's no, no, no. Terrible. Yeah, Jeremy's in my division. I didn't want him. Actually, no. I, you can't say that because you were trying to. You were trying to. It was a very fair trade. No, it wasn't even close. It was Wait, a fair because because Elijah Mitchell is nowhere near Derrick Henry. Elijah Mitchell wasn't a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> Kevin has Derrick Henry. Chris, it, go Elijah ahead and say Mitchell's what you, dead. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> you said Elijah Mitchell is not far from Derrick Henry. So I said whoa, that's exactly what no, you said. No, and you said, said Derrick Henry can't stay no. healthy. I said uh, 17 games. And Elijah Mitchell Elijah is not Mitchell. playing right now. <laughs> I said he was se- injured in the first. Listen, no, 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 no. Hold on. I said Derrick 17 still games playing. of Elijah Mitchell is not far off from 10 games of Derrick Henry. That is what I said. Se- that's seven more games. I know. Sure. Yeah, that's, but, but but the point what was he's trying Derrick to do. He's trying to fle- stay he's trying to fleece him. He's trying to he's trying to he's trying to build this like you know this little world because people don't know how you're to right. negotiate. You're right. Derrick Henry in ten games is much better than Elijah Mitchell, but it's closer than close. it would be if he was seventeen games. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yes, but the way he said it was like, eh, it's not far. You should make the trade because Elijah yeah. and Derrick are kind of almost even. Oh, no, no. Listen, <laughs> Derrick Henry put up like eight points last week, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, and Elijah Mitchell put up. Elijah Mitchell's on IR. Yeah, so exactly. Whatever, he, so whatever he does for the rest of the season does not matter to me so <laughs> it sounded like you were trying to con him out of derrick henry oh, oh yeah chris got a good card he got a good comment and i like it I'm i like negotiator it. that's part of fantasy though that's how it's supposed to be i like it it, is it ain't gonna happen ain't gonna work on me <laughs> but i like it <laughs> i just want to know who was unfortunate enough to get russell wilson Probably Kevin, because he's a Russell Wilson fan. Yeah, Russell Wilson gives people's high five, and there's nobody there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I saw that video, and they <laughs> talked about it on part of my take. They were like, "This is he's a practicing. single-handed thing that makes Russell Wilson the most unlikable player in the league." <laughs> he did the like, most unlikable. He wow. did a he did a huddle with no one in the huddle except yeah. himself, and he was like, "Okay, guys, let's do this break." And I'm like, "There's no one there, Russell. There's nobody there." <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious. Oh man. So, uh, let's kind of round it back around. All right. Um, we mentioned you have a wife. You also have four offspring. Four boys. <laughs> Ooh. What's four that like? Uh, just imagine old school hell in a cell. It's mm. kind of how it is when we're in the house. You know, WWE, <laughs> WWF, MC, NC, you know, WCW, Nitro, that kind of stuff. Mankind <laughs> going through the cage roof. Oh, it's pretty much Lord. like it is. And so, you know, I, you know, I kind of sum it up to my wife as saying, let's just hold off on buying anything mm. until it's just me and you. Then we, I'll buy you whatever you want, because <laughs> no matter what it is, it's going to get broken. I got a feeling there's going there's to there's going to be a hole in, in my wood floor in a minute. Wow, <laughs> It's already oh, kind of a dent. 
And I think it's from my son who's trying who is trying to break dance in the living room. So <laughs> my oldest son, my hundred twenty, you know, hundred twenty pound. I think he tried to jump on his back and then jump back up. You know, it's just it's a big dance. So I mean, <laughs> what's the age gap? All right, so um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably should start off with that. <laughs> All right, so I have a fourteen year old, I have a ten year old, I have an eight year old, and I have a five year old. Wow. But that's yeah. That's that's spread out. Yeah, yeah. I, I see the WWE <laughs> stuff happening there. I mean, <laughs> it don't matter why you're sleeping, why you know why you're awake, why you're eating. It doesn't matter. It's just you know it's wrestling. You know it's, it's cool though. It's a blessing. You know I always believe uh, children are a blessing on our world. Mm-hmm. Um, they can tap. I think they could tap into things that we have forgotten over the years. Maybe because of um, the 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 influences that might have. Uh, contaminated us I guess you can say or tainted our views mm-hmm. on what life is and so that's why I really enjoy you know enjoy working with working with kids trying to help them keep that um and, and help protect them from those who try to take that away from them but uh yeah. you know kids are a blessing my boys are my boys are great they're great kids um all in all they're great kids um you know they're just energetic they like to they like to do they like to explore they, they you know I think they take after me they like to just push themselves and see celebrate life explore things you know see new things that kind of stuff so does one of them share your name and make them the fourth by any chance they do share my name but they they're not the fourth so uh, my oldest is his name is frank timothy johnson i gave him a middle name Ah. (laughs) (laughs) and i actually named him after my youth minister um also my kind of like my uh, adopted dad i kind of adopted him as my dad um, and so I named them after that. And uh, interesting thing is, uh, I named all our boys have a good, you know, a good spiritual meaning, um, just to kind of help them be grounded if they're ever feeling alone or feeling lost and no one's around, yeah. which they ever they never should. Um, but you know, sometimes we get that feeling anyway yeah. um, that we're alone. And so we try to give them a good spiritual meaning just to help them remember who who they are. And you know, and so, um, yep, his name is Frank Timothy Johnson. So nice. he, not the fourth. I didn't want to name him after. <laughs> I wanted to name him after me, but not after me. I kind of yeah. wanted him to be better, you know. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like my prayer for all of them that they stick together and that they're better than I was. So mm. I can yep. attest to the fact that these are really good kids. Definitely mm-hmm. raised right. <laughs> they're funny too. Yeah. They're really funny. But it sounds like they will tackle you <laughs> <laughs> if you let if you ask for it. If you ask for it, they will. But they won't just like yeah. They're not gonna like kick you or nothing like that. But if you start like a football game, they're probably not gonna hold back. They're gonna try to take it to you. So they have they have like a they have a moderation. They have a moderate. You know they know how to moderate. But they once you flip the switch, you open that can, then they're gonna be like, all right, you got the worms. You know, play ball. Yeah, hey, hey, he asked for it. That's kind of how they. <laughs> So here on the Small World Podcast, we ask the hard-hitting questions. Oh, no. Which it's probably the opposite of that. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, favorite. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just which, kidding. Which one's my favorite? Yeah, I was just Okay, kidding. I'll answer it like this. Can I answer it like this? Sure. I'm, I'm going to answer this one. All right. <laughs> so um, I used to be, you know, I used to work in the church. I still believe I'm a youth minister, you know, because I'm ordained, and I don't think you could really retire from being ordained. Uh, but favoritism, the, the way I've studied it, um, um, in the Hebrew context, and I can't remember the Hebrew words or anything like that, but I know I, I remember the concept. Um, now, in the Bible, we read verses that talk about favoritism, but we also talk about we we, we read verses that talk about favor, you know, and, and we know it's not good to show favoritism, but favoritism is to show favor, and so I, that was kind of a striking question for me. It's just like, ah, oh, well, 
what what does this mean what's the lesson here where is the message where's the message in this um and so um favor to to show favor also could mean to forgive and so in my understanding of showing favor and um favoritism is actually um a battle between favoritism and forgiveness and so whenever we elevate somebody higher than others or ourselves we're showing favoritism but sometimes in our perception of people, they do something and they actually go lower than equality. And to show favor is to forgive, forgive, which means you take on whatever they did, you pay the price so that they can be elevated to equality. Mm. And so to answer your question, it's whoever needs to be elevated back up. So out of the four, also my wife and myself, whoever needs to be elevated back to normalcy, you know, like to equality, I think will be the one that needs to be shown that favor. But none of us would, and we try to practice that nobody is elevated higher than uh, than the rest. And I think that example I've learned from the example that God gives us, mm-hmm. you know, even though he is righteous, right to be elevated higher than us, mm-hmm he lowered himself when he sent his son um to die for our sins you know and so i think that that is a good example of how he did that to bring us up Mm -hmm. um and i want to say to equality but i'm not going to say like we're gods now i'm not going to say something like that but i think he brought us up to equality in the sense that we have salvation so Mm -hmm. That's that's how an that answer. That was the best possible answer I could have ever asked for to that question. <laughs> that was so whoever needs it. And so I, I just try to live by that. So, oh, hey, podcast listener, do you hear that train out there? Uh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. We're in a new like studio James location. Yeah, so. like 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 he called it in, right? I called it in. Called yeah. I mean, it, it's the whole Pimento cheese stash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's stuff like that that maybe want to bring you on you're awesome yeah Greg. well i appreciate it <laughs> i'm still a little nervous but i'm, I'm feeling i'm feeling kind of good <laughs> well we're we're heading towards the wrap up now I think. Right. how are we doing on time uh, we are at 42 minutes 42 wow. minutes oh we can go a little while longer for sure yeah, yeah. tell us more about your teaching career teaching more about that now I'm, I'm really excited about the teaching career because i um i work at uh margaret hearn elementary um just doxing yourself Huh? Just doxing yourself on the internet. What you mean? I don't, I'm hey, just kidding. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> find me. Find me. I don't have nothing to hide. Like, hey, come find me, and I'll help you out. You know, uh, you gonna find a friend. You know, uh, but I, I say that. I say that because of this. I say it because um, what I've experienced is that the school has a bad connotation on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids are, you know, the connotation of the kids are bad, and the teachers don't teach. But I work there mm-hmm. and I see the kids mm-hmm. and, I, and I build relationships up with them and I, I see the teachers because I work with them and I am one and we're doing nothing. You know, the teachers aren't doing anything different than some of the top schools in here Yeah. versus, you know, and, and the students, they're good kids. You know, yeah. they're really good kids. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that anybody is bad like a bad person. I think they, I think people just make bad decisions. Some make more than others. Um, and so, and, and the kids, kids are kids. They have to, they're learning. They, mm-hmm. they got to learn how to talk. They got to learn how to hang out with people. They got to learn those kind of things. All kids have to do that. Yeah. Um, and I think just 
uh, some of the kids that we have, um, some of the kids that you might hang out with and you're like, oh, these are good kids. It's because they have champions in their life. They have their own people's champion in their life fighting for them and teaching them. And sometimes you get around kids, you're like, oh man, that kid's a handful, that kid's bad. Sometimes they don't necessarily have mm. a champion in their life like that. Yeah, Be able to help them get to where they need to be to help train them, help coach them, help mentor them, help just be there to, to let them know, hey, we accept and love you no matter what. There ain't mm. nothing gonna change, you know? And so I think, th I think that's everywhere in the school. So teaching is actually exciting for me right now because I get to see authentic people. You know, yeah. I just get to see all, you know, authentic people. And that's kind of been my prayer just to see, be around authentic people. But to get back to it, it's just like, I'll say this. If you ever feel like you come across a kid that is bad and that's your thought, man, it's a bad kid. Take it as an opportunity to be a champion in their life. Yeah. Because at some point, somebody was looking at me that way, you know, and it took like I said, my, my youth minister, my adopted dad to say, you know what, I'm gonna be a champion in his life. You know, I'm gonna be somebody that models, I'm gonna be somebody that builds up. And yeah. I'm gonna be somebody that invests in them. Mm -hmm. Because if I invest in them, then in the long run, they'll be able to invest in others and make a difference that this world needs kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm excited. I'm really excited because I get to teach art. I get to use art as, a, as just a tool to be able to build good, wholesome relationships and to, it's a model good behavior um, and, to, and to coach that. Um, and I'm excited for what we're gonna try to, what we're gonna try to do in the community, you know? I'm trying to start some things up, so I'm excited for that, yeah. but yeah. That's kind of a common theme that I see happens a lot with people is having someone that's that role model, that champion in their lives. Mm -hmm. I was listening back to episode 13 of the podcast yesterday and you were talking about the youth pastor at your church. Mm -hmm. I don't remember, what was his name? Uh, Bruce. Bruce, yes. And what- You called another one another in? Train. Yeah, man, it's Thomas. You called it's a Thomas. second train. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I, I thought we could interview Thomas today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyway, you get, it, not to, you get it, Thomas the train. Yeah, I got it. To get back on topic. To um, you say we're running out of time now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how everybody yeah, needs a Bruce, everybody needs a Ronald in their life. Mm -hmm. And so, I yeah, I definitely mm -hmm. see that as being a common theme with mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I think sure. so. Yeah. Do you have Maybe. a favorite grade you like to teach? Again, favorite. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to bring up. Do you have a grade that you that enjoy I enjoy? More um, than they have their they have their different their differences, you know, because okay. like with fifth mm -hmm. grade, you could just go, mm -hmm. and it's fun to just go and and get through the lesson and explore. Mm -hmm. And then you got kindergartners, um, they're kind of tough. Yeah. <laughs> they're tough at times, you know. Um, but it, it it's not they're not tough. It's, I'm I'm the one that has to adjust, yeah. and that's usually the case with kids. You're the one that has to adjust, and that's hard for some people because mm -hmm. they don't understand that. But I have to adjust because they're smaller and they're more sensitive. So I got to be more sensitive to mm -hmm. their needs, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, but it's good with them also because I get to I get to see them from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Some of them aren't even holding a pencil, mm -hmm. you know. And so I get to see that as they're growing with the pencil. So yeah. I mean, not necessarily a favorite, but they they both have their 
you know, they, they both have their pros and they both had it. Now, fifth graders will talk to you. You have like, oh, what? <laughs> you know, so I mean, they both have their things, you know, so I mean. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it difficult to mentally adjust from one grade to the next? Like, okay, I have the fifth graders. I can do this, this, and this. Now I have the kindergartners. I need to do this. I'm learning. It's my first year. So I kind of okay. do, I kind of go like this. So I have third grade and then I have kindergarten. <clears throat> so, you know, third grade, I'm just talking to them. Kindergarten, all right. Now we're going to sit down and put our pencils down. Now we're going to put our pencils down. Now we're going to put our pencils down. <laughs> All right. And so everything just needs to be clear. I and even, then, I don't even have a pencil in my hand. I want to find one to put down. I mean, you just like down, convinced right? me. Somebody find me no, a pencil. Find me a pencil. I want no, to put it down. No, we're not talking right now. No, we're not erasing anything right now. And that's kind of how you have to be. Because yeah. if you if you come on too strong. One's gonna if one starts crying, four more start crying because that one's crying, and then you're yeah, not you're yeah. not you're not drawing, you're not doing art anymore. It's like you know, mm-hmm. therapy session, <laughs> counseling, or something. We're you not know? doing water paint. Stop crying. <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. I get it. Watercolor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I Jay love just you. Keeps going I love you though. We need it though. We need it. Uh, yeah, James, thank it. you for being a co-host. Yeah. No problem. Thank you for yeah. having me. He's the one-liner king right here. He though. is the one-liner king. That was good though. That was good. Well, thank you. I feel appreciated. But like, if I would have got it faster, I would have been able to laugh more authentic. You know, I can it's see the cool. wheels cool. I was in like, your man, head. what? Because I'm thinking, you know, because it's called watercolors. Yeah. No, no. Water paint. All right. Anyway, no, no, that's good. my problem. I we're good. We're good. Water paint. It's not your fault. It's, I'm just. Stu- I'm still studying for my practice, so that's why I'm thinking like watercolor, water. You know. Anyway, yeah. that's me. That's not All you. You did your job. Like that dude. That dude. <laughs> you don't know what he's talking about. Oh man. So you mentioned a little bit about how the school that you work at is one of the more underfunded schools. No, I won't say underfunded. I mean, you know. You know, I mean, it's just the context behind it. I don't know much about the funds. I don't know much about anything like that. That might have you know? been the wrong word to use. I, you get yeah. what I'm getting at, though. I, I just know we're viewed, we're viewed, even by, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to say we're, we're viewed as, wow, you work at that school kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, you just meet these kids like mm-hmm. that. They're just waiting. They're just like they're a, they're a ball creativity waiting to change change things, you know. And they just yeah. and it's not anything that we're doing. Like we're just trying to help them tap into that, you know. Like we're just the conductor, you know, the mm-hmm. conduit. I mean, and they're just as soon as that door opens, and they're gonna change the world of good kids. Mm-hmm. So, you what know? would you say to the students <clears throat> or teachers at some of the more, I guess, mainstream schools? that view these kids and the teachers at these schools in that kind of way see i don't think they're gonna well the ones that view us differently i mean we're not much different because what we deal with they deal with they just might deal with deal with something different Mm -hmm. you know um some schools don't have to deal with the behavior issues that we might have to deal with but i don't view that as a lighter load i view that as a different load Mm-hmm. They have a different load they have to deal with. See, those kids that might not have behavior issues, they might be dealing with things more personally. Mm-hmm. They might be dealing with it more, you know, close to heart things that need to be dealt with, you know. And if you if you don't build those relationships up with them, you're never going to know. Some might be thinking, you know, especially our teenagers nowadays, 
some you know some might be thinking of suicide and they might be dealing with depression and they might be dealing with those kind of things yeah and so like we might have behavior issues and we and we have some of those those issues also uh we put, could possibly have those issues um but they have the same it's no different you know regardless on whether you have a lot of funds or a little bit of funds or if you have all the resources and no resources if you're all the great teachers and no great teachers if you have all good admin no good admin it doesn't matter like we all still have issues mm -hmm. that we're dealing with mm -hmm. and it's all about that community and it's all about building that 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 community to to get through it together building that team you know mm -hmm. so yeah so I don't know what I would say to them other than like, hey, we in it together. Yeah. <laughs> we in it together kind of yeah. deal, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. Cool. Well, we appreciate you joining us here today. Yeah, it was fun. Sure. It was yeah, fun. It was, it. Yeah, it was fun. It's my first you. podcast. So yeah. it was fun. <laughs> yeah. First and probably last podcast. <laughs> I mean, maybe a host for another. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there we go. I, mean, <laughs> I already shot that down. I already manifested the, the, the water paints podcast. The, the water paints podcast. Today, class, we are going to <laughs> cry our emotions into our paint. <laughs> Imagine people <laughs> selling that. You could. This was made out of my tears. Wow. Wow. Tears and pigment, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I love it. Oh, man. Oh, man. New Etsy idea. Yeah. Well, Etsy. Do you have any parting words or wisdom to leave for our audience before we wrap this up? Uh, there you go. All right. Wow. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Uh, I just try to, I try not to die before I'm dead, you know? I try to just... I try to just find people that want to celebrate life and that I can celebrate life with them. I can invest in them. And I try to find people that are, you know, that that are good people that don't mind investing in me time, from time to time and that we can just do things that I can't do by myself, you know? Like we can do, nice. we, can, we can just change the world much bigger than what I can do by myself. That's all I try to do. Mm. And so, I mean, I guess the words of wisdom will just be um, stick, you know, stick the truth and stick the grace. Um, always be honest with the people around you so that they know you're an honest person and you're a beacon of truth in their life. And then they just try to be gracious, which means you accept and love them no matter what, you know? So, and if you do that, I think our relationships will be better and I think we'll be able to do a lot more in life. So you're awesome. Frank. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> all right. Yeah, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us and thank you to yeah. the listener for listening to our season two opener. And we will catch you next week on the Small World Podcast. Y'all have an outro song? Yeah. yeah. It's starting right it's now. Gonna, oh, I yeah. thought you were going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Real quick, before we go, do you have anything that you want to plug? Maybe art-wise or... Um, I didn't even think about that till just now. What you mean plug? Like like your Instagram or NFT page oh I, uh, that works. I guess i don't know like i'm not really big on that kind of stuff but i mean if, if you want to find me it's uh frankiej.art so frank three eyes a j period art and that's at instagram so nice yeah. plug in the show notes yeah all right yep. now for well, we'll catch y'all next week <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs>